Welcome back to TNR UK Impacted, coming to you live via the Total Nonstop Impact Network on YouTube and Twitch. I'm your host, Bison. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Joker, and of course, the man simply known as Steve. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. How are you? Yes, not bad, mate. Not bad. And uh, I think it's a happy birthday to uh, to Sammy the dog, I believe. Sammy the yes. mad dog, is that right? Yes, it was Sammy's birthday yesterday. He's turned one, and Susie has turned four months old. Wow! There you go. There you go. So, so that's that's good news. And uh, of course, uh, we know that the Mass Dog has got a few famous fans already. Uh, We know that uh, Deanna Perazzo is a big fan of Mass Dog. As is, um, did I see? Was it Sue? Did I see Sue today, or was it someone else? Who else was it today? Savannah Evans. um, Savannah um, Evans left us a thumbs up yesterday. On picture of Sammy, so shout out to Savannah Evans. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How about you, Steve? How have you been, my brother? Yep, yeah, very busy this end. Very <laughs> still, busy still as trying, always. Yes, yeah, still trying to balance balance uh, the new the new life, but we'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there in the end. We'll get there in the end. Can I just say a quick shout out to Bonus Baby? We've got Terence Sullivan. I think I did see Violet. Yep, Violet's in the house as well. A quick hello to her and Mir. I think Mir was the first person to join us today. Mir was the hey, first person. Yeah. May the fourth be with you as well, my friend. May the fourth be with you. So it's great to see you guys. Um, I think we might have a few new new people joining us today, actually, because uh, mm. some of some of, some of my uh, wrestling buddies, um, I think, are going to. Get involved in the get involved in joining us today. So who knows? We might see a few new people pop in the chat today. Um, but guys, we need to get on with the show, don't we? We need to get on with the show. We've got uh, we've got a very very special guest with us today. Um, and I have to say, you know, I, I would really like to welcome this guest to the show. He's coming to us directly from the hive. He is the brother of the Queen Rosemary, and it's the uh, and it's the one and only. Steve of Crazy, Crazy Steve. Greetings and salutations, friends. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh man, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Um, and it's been uh, we we wanted to have uh, a, a a member of the Decay uh, on uh, on the show for a long time, and we're so pleased it's you, Steve, because uh, we're we're big fans, big fans. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. Now, unfortunately. Uh, when you're as deep into the shadow, uh, it's very hard to get decent Wi-Fi signals. So Steve will be on audio only. Um, but uh, again, like I say, welcome to the show, brother. Um, looking forward to having a good old chat with you right now. So, so Steve, now you've been a pro wrestler uh, since 2003. And I found out last month when I when I interviewed EY in London uh, that he was your trainer. Um, 
what was it like being trained by him in in you know back in the day and what was it like to face him in the ring for the very first time now i, I know obviously you've uh, you faced him recently in a in a tag match but what was it like you know facing him for the first time as a professional wrestler um well if, i don't know if he told you this story but he almost didn't train me he almost refused to actually train me okay um because when i showed up to his school he was in need of students at the time and when I showed up to his school, uh, a buddy of mine, also fellow pro wrestler named Jake O'Reilly, um, he was the one who brought me into the school. He said, listen, EY, I got a buddy of mine. He's, I've done backyard wrestling with him. He, he's really good and you need students and I think he'd be great. And he said, okay, well, bring him along. And, I, and he <laughs> said, well, there's one catch. Uh, he's he's kind of blind. And EY was very <laughs> hesitant at the time. And he's like, no, don't bring him. I can't teach a blind guy how to wrestle. One, <laughs> I don't want to take his money. And two, I don't want to be the one who has to tell him he can't. <laughs> That's a great impression. At I least he was say. humble. At least Eric was humble. Completely <laughs> blind. He can kind of see. Yeah. And it took some convincing. Um, but EY said, well, okay, bring him along and, and we'll see. Um, and so I, I went to the first class and I was the only one that he allowed in the ring without having to, to pay anything or sign a waiver. Uh, and we did what we called the WrestlePlex eyesight test, which was just a simply <laughs> getting in the ring and like very, very um, basically showing me how to run the ropes to see if I had the sight or if I had the capability of at least running the ropes. Because like wrestling is dangerous regardless of your skill level, let alone having a lack of eyesight. Um, so it, I had to prove to him that I could actually do it or at least be trainable. And then once I proved... Would have been in somewhere in Tennessee. Oh, I think it was, it may have been at the stadium in, in Tennessee. Anybody who's familiar with the stadium in you you know what it's all about um it's a it's a crappy oh i think uh i think i think the shadow is winning i think the shadow is winning right now uh, it was up to that point like it wasn't i had never really wrestled him i mean people assume that we wrestled each other all the time and that's not necessarily the case. Um, I, I think I could count on one hand how many times I've actually wrestled EY. Um, but each time, I guess the first time I wrestled him, it may be a little bit nerve-wracking uh, because I want to prove to him that I can do it and, and that I'm good. And it's, that's pressure put on myself, not put on by EY, right? Um, yeah. And then after a while, after you know working a, a few times here and there, it became still pressure but also like um, comfortable in the sense that everything is going to be fine. I mean, even if I was to mess up, he is such a professional and he's so good that no one's going to notice and he's going to take care of you. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I guess, you know, putting it that way, that that's how it was originally nowadays. It's exciting because I've been doing this for about almost 20 years now and he's on year 26, 27, maybe. So, both of us have the experience and now we can really, um, you know, 
mesh ideas together and put things together in a way that make it exciting for us and the fans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. When you two get in the ring, it's exciting. Um, you know, between the two, mm. we, we, and it's funny enough. It's funny because when he, I was telling me that he was, he, you know, initially he trained you. Um, I then turned around and said to him, "Do you know what? Like with him and Dina, you can see, you can see kind of similarities um, in in what he does, as well as sort of kind of what you. I'm not saying you wrestle in the, exactly the same way, but you can sort of almost um, see." his influence shall we say oh, on on the way you perform a thousand percent a thousand percent that's that's how i um you know that's how i teach people that's how i wrestle and it's all comes it all stems from what i've learned in and out of the ring from ey yeah awesome now much of your career you spent in in canada on the indie scene in the early days um and the likes of i think it was great canadian wrestling uh, where you were a tag champ with Gutter. Um, you were a heavyweight champion with Maximum Pro Wrestling. Um, I believe you were a part of ESW2. Um, what can you tell us about those early times of your career? Yeah, um, fun. It was a lot of like a lot of fun. The ESW is interesting in the sense that it was it was located in upstate New York. And if you are traveling from Canada to the US in you know in trying to be a professional wrestler or actually performing on a pro wrestling show you can't tell the border that because essentially you're what they would assume even if i was or if i wasn't like you'd be they assume you're making money when you don't pay taxes in the u.s so mm -hmm. in order to get across and and wrestle in the states which is where you make a name for yourself like no one when i was wrestling in 2003 2004 like youtube didn't exist and despite having a very, very talented roster in Ontario, Canada, one that still exists today, it was that you wouldn't know about it because there was no platform <clears throat> for fans outside of those shows to really see it. So in order to make a name for yourself and kind of branch out. Giving it a second. Giving it a second. <laughs> He'll come back. He'll come back. <laughs> so that, you know, so that these border guards don't see what's going on and, and turn us back. Because if they were to turn us back, they could blacklist you, which just happened to, you know, a few people that I know of. And if that's the case, then you can't come, then you can't cross. And if you yeah. can't cross, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a death sentence in your career, or it can be. Didn't um I think is it Tyson Ducks? Didn't he have a few issues with that when he was when he was almost signed to WWE? Yeah, Tyson did. I know um Speedball, he did as well. Mike Bailey, yes. I believe, had the same sort of issues at one point too, which which was you know, it he managed to make it work for him and was able to travel elsewhere. But as far as wrestling in the States was concerned, he's just now been able to do it. So and good yeah, on him a... too. He's, he's such a talented individual, so Mike, oh, Mike Bailey is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, like his his style is just I don't I don't think I've seen anybody like that. I mean, maybe I if we if we were to go back a long way, I, I he's sort of kind of a, a, a slenderer version of Steve Blackman, maybe. Um, yeah, I could see the similarities there. 
Yeah, so maybe we maybe something along those sort of lines. But anyway, now you debuted for TNA Impact Wrestling back in 2014 as part of the faction, the Menagerie, um, which lasted around about a year. Um, they had a, a sort of a big freak show feel with Mike Knox, Rob Terry, Rebel, um, the beautiful Rebel. Um, but it never really got the momentum, <coughs> I think, as a team that... that they won. I mean, we certainly don't. We don't think they did here that they deserved. Really, um, I think they could have done so much more. You know, we have this massive grand. You know, the menagerie here, and and then they didn't really do anything with you guys to to sort of warrant that big sort of kind of entrance. And that's down to them. I mean, that's not what you guys. At the end of the day, you guys are great wrestlers, and you know they didn't really sort of push that faction as far as they possibly could. I don't think, um, but. They were an interesting faction. They were a fun faction. What do you remember about, you know, that debut year with TNA Impact? Um, well, originally, like, the, the, the reason why it didn't go as far as we thought it could have was the original idea was uh, thought up by Jason Harvey, I believe. And he was a producer when I first started with Impact. It was his idea, his brainchild. And shortly after we had debuted he had left the company so that was kind of like our guy who would have been vouching for us or, or pushing for us to do certain you know to, to get on to be on tv and when he left we didn't have that person in our corner anymore so we kind of fell by the wayside i personally thought and i know others in the group personally thought that we should have been heels i didn't think the idea of coming in as these i didn't even fathom the idea that we would be baby faces to me it was explained to me that we would be from a visual standpoint something like house of the thousand corpses devil's rejects sort of thing yes. which is right right down my alley which is what i already had in mind anyway um at the time that i was signed i was living in england i had it was quite the quite the few months i was i moved from ontario canada to london england and then two days before i was to pack up all my stuff and move to london england uh, I got a call from the late Bob Ryder who had said, you know, we're going to hire you. Um, so, you know, be ready to go sort of thing. And I had to explain to him, well, I'm, I'm moving to another country, Bob. Um, is that going to be an issue? And um, he explained that it, it, he, he thought I was just visiting and right. I wasn't. And my fear was that they would, that would sour them on the deal. Again, right. I'm coming from Canada and I don't have any like, independent buzz like you see the guys today because there was no youtube or anything like that to get this independent buzz and i felt like if they're gonna have to pay for a, a plane ticket from london england to orlando or wherever they choose to be filming at the present time for this kid who doesn't have any buzz or anything like that about him it might sour them on the deal enter eric young who again my trainer <coughs> simply said you'll, you'll just live with me it'll be fine and so <laughs> i i moved from Canada to the UK, uh, and then from the UK to Nashville and lived in Nashville for uh, an extended time with EY and, and the likes. Um, but it was, uh, it was, oh geez, overwhelming. Um, uh, I like, it's hard to explain what was going through my head upon that initial entrance of like all the lights and the people and the, the, the crazy entrance. And I'm, I'm ripping down this little ramp on a tricycle. Um, it was a whirlwind. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. It was a whirlwind of emotions. And, and of course the only way you could communicate was with your honker. 
That was another thing too. That was a little disheartening at first when I was explained <laughs> to me that you're going to be a clown, um, which that part's fine. I can do that. No problem. It was kind of, it was very similar to the character I was doing on the independence. It was just painted with a lighter color palette. Um, but I, I still think to this day that I can, I, I'm very capable of cutting an intriguing promo. And when they tell you you're going to be a clown, but you don't know how to wrestle and you can't speak and you can't make noise. <laughs> so I was like, you're really clipping my wings here. I, I, you know, um, it, so it was challenging, I guess, to say the least, it was very challenging to uh, overcome that and try and be creative with the obstacles that they were putting in front of me um, in a way to, you know, entertain the audience and, and prove my worth. Wow. I mean, the, mm. it, I, I, I remember those days really, because I remember when, the, when you guys first were introduced, I was like, Wow, this could be awesome. And it's interesting that you should say in your head you were thinking Devil's Rejects, kind of um, you know, House of a Thousand Knives or whatever it was, you know, that that kind of that kind of what was it House of a Thousand Corpses, I think. Is that the one? Yes. Yep. I think Correct. Yes. Um and I think that um that would have been amazing if if that was the menagerie. That would have been incredible. I mean, could you imagine Rebel and you gotta think at- like, this is this is before the Wyatts. This is before yeah. all of that stuff was going on. And this is th- not just my idea, but like talking to Nux and talking to, you know, uh, Rob Terry and all that. We all thought that we should be heels. We should certainly be heels uh, for this kind of a thing. And then when they had decided that we're also going to play your theme music while you wrestle, <laughs> I, I was I was kind of like, this is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do whatever and I will do the best of my ability, but it will be very hard to gain sympathy from the audience when I'm getting my butt kicked and you hear do 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 like I you know I don't know <laughs> it just and that's why that didn't last very long. It was very quick. They were very keen on that and, and saw that right away. So yeah, um, thankfully that mm. didn't last. It, yeah, no, I think it only happened for a couple of matches, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah. If I remember right, it's a, it's a way back, but. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting actually. Gary, who's a, a big movie buff in the, in the chat, there, he's talking about Sid Haig, who of course was the actor that played um, the crazy clown in uh, in the Devil's Rejects and yes. House of Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding, that's right. Like, can you imagine if you had Captain Spaulding as your leader? Oh, it'd be <laughs> fantastic! Cool. I was, cool I was, was that fortunate been? enough to meet um, Sid as well. I've met Sid a couple times at some cons before he passed away. I've been in movies with Bill Mosley as well, who also played Otis Driftwood uh, yes. in all of Rob's films. Um, another another super cool human being. Um, but yeah, if we weren't able to cross that barrier and make those connections, I couldn't imagine how like what how big that would have been to our audience at the time. Oh, that, too. that would have been huge. That would have been absolutely huge. The other thing is though, is I suppose you've got to think to yourself, you know, would impact really want to go that kind of that deep into a kind of horror theme at that time? I don't know, because uh you know uh, it, it could have been pretty you know it could have been pretty horrific shall we say yeah. um it would you know if they'd have gone all that way can i just say a quick hello to jordan by the way a friend of mine who's just popped into the into the chat um hello jordan nice to see you buddy thank you <laughs> thanks for joining us today um but yeah so but i mean we all felt that the menagerie had so much that that you know that it could have achieved um but we just felt that it did it didn't quite it didn't you know, it didn't quite get there. Um, and again, like you say, Rob Terry, the freak, 
Um, you have Mike Nux, who, yeah, again, total, you know, beast of a man. Um, so I think there was some, there was a lot of potential there, a lot of potential uh, to, to have done something pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, these things, sometimes, you know, you try these things, it doesn't quite go the way you want it to. So then you move on and you do something else. And of course, then in 2016, the faction decay were formed uh, with you, Abyss, and of course the Hive Queen herself, Rosemary, making her debut at the time as the leader. Uh, from that moment on, myself and the lads feel one of the best and certainly the most creative factions in history um, of the promotion was unleashed on the fan base. Um, you know, what was it like working with Hall of Famer Abyss and of course, you know, your wonderful sister, our Hive Queen? uh rosemary at the time um well it was uh first i must correct you decay has okay. no leader there's no leader okay. in decay we are all the same we when when it was the three of us we would often refer to ourselves as a three-headed dragon uh okay. currently now we we do not we are a faction but we are not a leader that's why we have hive mind because we all think the same we're all working for the same goal and we all three of us in the original faction went out to 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 say like I went out not went out of our way but went out of our way to kind of it, to to us say like we don't there is no leader it's not like a okay. regular group where you have you know the four horsemen and Ric Flair is the leader or you have you know undisputed era and Adam Cole is this leader um, yeah. I think that's that concept is kind of hard for people to get because they've only ever gotten um, factions that have leaders like that are highlighted as leaders granted yep. they give rosemary um a lot of the talking aspects of it and i think that's where people just assume that she is the leader of the group but we ourselves have never ever said or thought of any one of us being a leader of the the faction decay um that being said i say all that to say um i've always wanted to work with abyss when I was trying to get into impact in like 2009, I was pitching them angles where it would be me and abyss um, because I felt like his characters and my character would mesh very well together. Um, and I felt like that would be the easiest way in the, the way that would make the most sense. And so the decay without having a name was kind of my brainchild along with EY um, as we come to find like the menagerie, uh, like Rob Terry just wasn't at TVs at one point, And then it turned out that Mike Knox wasn't there. So it was just me and rebel, but they weren't putting us together. And so I found myself floating in this, maybe I'll be on impact. Maybe I won't be on impact sort of thing. And yeah. in yeah. order for me to um, change my position on the card, I had to pitch them another idea. So I had pitched them an idea of again, aligning myself with abyss and um Again, we didn't have a name for the group, but it was definitely the seeds were planted in their brains, the writers' brains, that is. And I was at, um, it was around December of that year of 2015 that I was approached and they were said, hey, we're going to go with your idea, um, but we're thinking of adding a female to it. And they had mentioned um, someone else. And on the way home from that meeting, my myself and EY were talking about it and EY had thought, well, you know, uh, at the time she was Courtney rush. She, yeah. you know, she's doing stuff right now. Like what, what about her? And I said, Oh, that's a really good idea. So I had talked to her. Um, I've known her from the time that she broke into the business. So 
we go back quite a ways. And I had asked her, I said, I don't know what you're doing right now on the independence or how you feel about pro wrestling in general um, or where you're at with it. But I have this idea. I'd like to throw your name out there. Would you be okay with that? And she said, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. You know, what do I have to lose? And I had pitched her to creative and they had asked for a promo and a match or two. And I got back. Oh, it's going later. She was, she was hired. Um, so then it became, okay, well now we're going to call you decay, which is, that was a Billy Corgan idea. Um, he yes. was in our corner and he really uh, liked the idea and was attached to it, you know, pretty, pretty solidly. Um, and then that the day of our debut, we still hadn't had theme music. And I came up to him and I said, Hey, what are you, what are you thinking for theme music? And, and he quickly expressed to me that he wasn't thinking some sort of like heavy, heavy death metal, um, yeah. which was, which is fine, which was exactly what I was thinking as well. I didn't want that either. Um, I wanted something more slower, but menacing and creepy because that's the decaying process is not quick. It, it you know, it, when something decays, it's, it takes time. Um, and so he asked me, well, what do you think? Well, you know, um, at the, I'm a fan of Marilyn Manson. I'm thinking something along the lines of that. And I knew that he was friends with Marilyn because I had been to a couple concerts with them and, um, so I thought that might be doable. And he said to me, uh, okay. He said, uh, that's a cool idea. What song do you want? And I was like, oh no, I have no idea. I said, give me, give me a few minutes. Let me go through the library. I went through the library. I came up with the nobodies because I always, I love that song and I love that opening oh. little riff. Um, and so I pitched him that and he said, yeah, I like it. I, I feel that. I really feel that. If you feel it, then I'm feeling it. Um, and so he said, well, here's the thing is that um, one, Marilyn's going to want to get paid for this and he's not going to be the only one who wants to get paid for it. Like the record company and everybody else, the studio and all sorts of things are going to need to be paid for it. Plus Marilyn is in LA right now and it's the daytime. So he's probably sleeping. So we'll try and come up with something in the future with that, but who knows what we'll have for today. Yeah. And then an hour later he came back to me and he said, Hey, guess what? Marilyn signed off on it. We're good to go. And I, I was like, Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so now uh, they, they're going with the idea that I had pitched with Decay. I'm aligned with somebody who I've always wanted to work with and who had become, at that point, who had become a good friend of mine in Abyss. And uh, I was also aligned with another really good friend of mine in Courtney Rush. And now we're coming out to a song that's, that we picked that, um, you know, the audience will immediately know. And it... it could not have gone off to a better start. I don't think, you know, it was, I was so excited to do it. And what really excited me about the project was that they were giving me a lot of leeway. Like at the beginning of that, I was all of the visual stuff from what I wore, how I painted my face, how I was painting Courtney's face at first. Um, when Abyss removed the mask and he was painting his face, I was painting his face. So I was, they were allowing me to do all of this stuff. And I, I felt, you know, um, confident because this is what I was kind of doing on the independent scene anyway. So yes. this was not, um,
Give him a second. He'll be back in so a second. So much fun. Oh, it's the worst, worst time to cut off. Oh, oh yeah, it's going it so well. Story. Oh, no. Did it cut off? Oh, you're back. We're, no, it's all yeah. good. I'm back. Yes, again. Within the shadow realm, we have terrible Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> I, I was saying they were giving me a lot of leeway to do what I thought would have been best for this particular group. And I had the right people behind me in, you know, Courtney and Abyss who we all thought on the same level. Again, that hive mind thing isn't something we said because it was... No. Oh, the shadow. No, shadow. I'm, I'm back. No. I'm back. <laughs> here he is, here he is. Right, okay, go. <laughs> um... Uh, I, I don't know where you guys are stopped or where it's cutting off. So apologies okay. if I'm just repeating myself. No worries. No worries. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, I was saying like uh, the original, you know, lineup of Decay, they were allowing me to do what I thought was, was best for the, for the group and what we as a group thought was best. You know, like I was saying, the hive mind concept is not something that we just put on a <sighs> felt that way too. So okay yeah. is, is, is that something I, I picked up really really early mm. on when i saw the decay coming that every, everyone was clearly one whole unit and it's one thing that really really made decay stand out for me more than like the broken hardies or the wolves and that um, it just it was just such an original idea and seeing everyone act as one not trying to outdo each other and the way um rosemary and, and abyss gave it um you, you as much creative creativity as um they were given it's just it just was like the, the ultimate faction that kept me watching impact wrestling again so after full credit to you and ey for, for get, getting the idea on the of the ground and kudos to billy corgan yeah yeah i mean if we we're i mean we've always we've been totally down with decay and uh we, we've been very much um you know, we want Decay back for years, uh, for years and years and years. And uh, what's interesting, of course, that you are uh, at this point multi-time tag champs with Abyss by your side. Um, you're boasting wins over Beer Money, the Hardys, the Bromans, um, you know, to name mm. a few. Um, you know, this time we fondly remember your Broken Universe feud with uh, obviously Broken Matt and Brother Nero. You had the Great War. We had... Uh, Apocalypto, I think it was called. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. you know the the, yeah. the, cine the cinematic stuff was just groundbreaking at the time. And as fans, I think we were all just totally into what was going down. And um, what are your thoughts on this entire part of the first run with Decay? Then you know, with the whole the cinematic stuff and you know the Great War and Apocalypto and all that kind of stuff. It was um, from an artistic standpoint. It was so. Uh, awesome. It was just, it was, it was to the point where like, so it's no secret that at the time, it's definitely not like this now, but at the time, like rumors and Inuit and such of like people not getting their pay on time within the company was definitely a thing going around um, at the time um, for whatever reason. You know, it's not, I, they don't owe me any money in my first run. I was always paid. It just necessarily wasn't always on time, yes. but we were so myself and, and Courtney were so fulfilled creatively that we, it didn't even bother us. I wasn't even concerned about it. I'll get the money. 
when they when I get it. I'm not in a position where I need it at this at this time. Um, but from a creative standpoint, we were so overjoyed and fulfilled that it was. I mean, that to me is the, the money definitely comes with professional wrestling, and I'm at a stage where I need it in order to continue to do what I'm doing. But it's not why I do it. I'm an artistic person, and if I can implement my artistic skills in a way that helps make that company money and helps um, elevate the program, then that's, you know, that to me is the most fulfillment that I can get out of professional wrestling. Wow. I mean, and I have to say, I mean, some of that stuff was, was, that was being created at that time was just so good. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, obviously you had input on that and obviously uh, the Hardys had input, um, you know, and of course, I think at the time, I'm just trying to remember uh, who it was. It was sort of invo involved on the production side. That, um, that's a big Billy Corgan one, too. Like at that time, he was he had a big part in that as well um, from a production standpoint. And then you also have Jeremy Borash, um, Jimmy Long. Those two were uh, just as much of the team than yes. the, as, as, as Matt and Jeff and Abyss. And like they were everyone was like without you can't take away one person and still get the same result yeah yeah it's one big family family unit yeah, yeah I, I think it was jeremy borash i think was who i was trying who i was thinking of. i know he yeah. was part of the production team with with all of that stuff as well but you know what like i know it worked really really well but there was some there was one person that that, that uh, is obviously in impact now that i i thought you know the zombie princess like like he would have been amazing during that time mm. when all that stuff was going down uh, from a, from a creative standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint as well. I mean, could you imagine if he was involved as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, we're very fortunate to have him now too, when it comes to those sort of things as well. So um, yeah. Um, Jimmy Jacobs is, he's a, he's a he's very, amazing. very intelligent human being. 1000%. You know, what's it? I did. I actually interviewed Jimmy Jacobs. Um, I think it was, uh just trying to think probably the the beginning of 2020 ish um i know he doesn't he doesn't seem to come online much these days but uh, at the time I, I was lucky enough to get him on get him as a like a one-on-one -on -one interview and we had an interesting chat and he's so deep um like and it's interesting actually because i remember seeing him at the new york taping sat down talking to i have no idea who he was talking he's just talking to some guy and he's he sat there he's very calm he's got his he's got his legs crossed um and you know his his his, his hands like this and he's 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 talking away and very nonchalant very sort of kind of just just deep you could tell like he's an incredibly deep thinking person um, and that came across to me when I interviewed him as well. He was very deep. He was talking about like, you know, all sorts of stuff with regards to mental health and all sorts of stuff like that. He was incredible. Uh, so Jimmy Jacobs, uh, I take my hat off to that guy. Uh, really, really nice. And like you say, super intelligent and very clever. Um, and I, I don't know, I could just imagine him being a massive part of, of that if he was around at that time. Um, his input probably would have been awesome as well. Um, now, in 2017, you had a tryout uh, with the WWE at the Performance Center. Now, how did that come about? And do you know why they decided not to sign you? No, I have no idea. Um, they never give you a reason. 
No, they never, like, they didn't, they didn't give you any feedback on any of the stuff that you did there. So, like, from a promo standpoint or your match standpoint or anything like that, there was no feedback. And I don't say that to disparage them. It's just a matter of there was, like, 50, 60 people there. So, if they can't just give one person feedback because everyone's going to want it and they don't have the time to do it. Um, it came about when, I guess, like, Matt and Jeff had left the company um, EY, Bobby Roode left the company. Um, it was just a changing of the guards at this point too, from a management standpoint as well. I think Jeff was coming in with, um, um, oh my goodness. Like I can't remember. It was, yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And, um, there was just like, my contract was up and when we were going through contract negotiations, I wasn't necessarily happy with what they were offering. And I also had an opportunity to go and do this tryout. Um, and at the time, I had been wrestling, I think, for maybe 15 years or something like that. And the WWE had no – I don't know if they had an idea of who I was or anything like that. Um, so I had this opportunity, and I thought, well, I don't know if I'll get this again. And I, I just – I made the decision to not resign and to, um, you know, bet on myself, as they say, and, and – do this tryout. Um, and I will say that like, I was there for the three days and it was, it was awesome. It was a very professional and positive atmosphere. Um, it was just cool to be in the performance center and see all of the memorabilia that they had around there. And, um, and everybody there from the coaches to the staff, to the people who I were working with, um, they were all awesome and all had great attitudes. And it was, it was just a super positive um, environment. Okay. Um, and then, you know, a upon leaving that, you just, you're, you're in a position where you have to hurry up and wait. And, you know, they told us that, you know, just hang on once, once we do all the, you know, once we do all the paperwork and whatnot and kind of sift through all of the information that you guys have given us from a physical standpoint to, you know, to what we're thinking, we will send you an email and you'll hear back from us. And there was, from what I was told, there was three separate emails sent out. There was an email that said, um, dear participant number, whatever you, you know, thank you for coming. Um, but we're not looking at you at this time. And then there was another email that was more personable that. Oh, I want to know about the personable one. <laughs> <laughs> There was another email. Sorry, I'm back yeah. here. There's another email that was sent out that was more personable that had your name and had specific attributes that you displayed during the tryout. And then there was a third email that says, hey, so-and-so, you're hired and be prepared to you know, take the next step. Um, from what I was told, I don't know if this is true or not, but from and from what I can see, no one within that group got the third email saying that you're hired. I okay. was given the second email that said, Steve, we like what you're doing. We like these things about you um, at this time. There's, we, we're not looking for this specific character, but if we do look for this specific character, you're on our list and we will contact you. Right. And that was okay. that. And that was the end of it. And so then I found myself in a position of, okay, well, like I, I bet on myself and it didn't pan out how I thought it would. Um, <laughs> so now I got to go to plan B, but I don't have any regrets. There's zero regrets because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't know. Yeah, and no, I, and, no, no, and no I was, exactly. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like, when I left there, I was 
um, pleased and happy with my performance from the, you know, from the, the blow up drills to the promos, to the match, to everything. I, I did exactly what I set out to do. And that, you know, that helps me sleep at night as opposed to, you know, if I didn't go, I just, I would never have known. No, exactly. That makes total sense. Welcome back, Steve. <clears throat> Sorry, the other Steve. <laughs> um, now, we've got quite a few comments. There's a lot of comments uh, in the chat calling you a, a classy guest. Um, uh, very humble. Great to have Definitely. Steve on here. Fantastic interview. Uh, you know, loads of stuff. Loads of people are uh, giving you lots of love. I don't know if you can see the chat there, Steve, but uh, there's, there's lots and lots of love coming in, which is fantastic. Oh, now, after the stint back in the Indies, um, mm -hmm. and with I think we had OBW, Tried and True, um, then came Full Circle, basically, uh, into 2020. You returned back to Impact Wrestling and have been a mainstay performer now pretty much ever since. Now, initially working separately from Rosemary, um, but I think eventually the fans got what they wanted, um, and Decay obviously were reunited. Um, initially with just the two of you. Um, and that I think that sort of kind of happened, I think we could say officially, at Hard to Kill. I think I know something happened prior to that where you saved Rosemary or something, uh, a, a match, I think. And then, but you were actually officially sort of kind of reunited at Hard to Kill. Um, now, I have to admit, um, the team, you know, here were very disappointed. You and Rosemary did not win obviously the final of homecoming against Deanna and Matt, because uh, we thought that would have been a perfect sort of kind of reunion story for you guys, um, you know, from a story point of view. It also made sense, I guess, that, that Deanna and Matt were to win um, with Matt being He is the drama, the drama king, after all. He is the drama king and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So it did make so, sense. Yes. But we, we were disappointed here. We, we, were, we, were, we were definitely rooting for Decay. Um, but then, of course... Um, we then got Black Taurus added. Um, so once again, we have three members of Decay. And of course, later, we then got Havoc added uh, to create four. Now, over the past six months, Decay have been involved in some great matches. Um, of course, with Rosemary and Havoc winning tag gold. But do you think maybe Taurus and yourself could win tag gold in the future? I wouldn't. Take it off the table. Take it off okay. the table. Um, also, I'll, I'll go back. We were originally scheduled to win that. Um, and they changed the king and queen thing last minute. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> oh. I, but I, I understood why exactly. Like, yeah. I definitely understood why. And, you I mean, so, but we had, we had a lot of cool ideas coming out of that as well. We thought that would be really <laughs> cool as well. Um, Yes, I would. I wouldn't take it off the table. The issue is that Torus also works for AAA, and yes. therefore it's tough to get him on every single show. There's certain shows that he can't make because he's he has prior commitments to AAA. So mm. that's the challenge that we face. That's not the challenge. Like not only the challenge that we face, but also creative. Um, yes, of course. You know, I'll say this: like <clears throat> creative is such a thankless job and i feel so bad for those guys because when something doesn't go wrong the internet blames creative but when something goes right the internet praises the performer it's yes. never it's mm, never yeah. creative um and you know let alone like covid 
throwing a monkey wrench into things where like creative would come up with something and then like days before someone would come down with COVID and they'd have to just switch everything because you know they, because that person can't perform mm -hmm. um cool. and so that like that's kind of a similar situation to what they have with black taurus an amazing performer i think we gel very well in the ring um i you know i personally get along with him he gets along with me and he fits within the group perfectly but yeah he's it, great the challenge the challenges again is just having him be able to commit to all of the dates when he's already committed to AAA. Mm -hmm. I, I got to throw this one out here, okay? So I'm I'm a big Wrestle House fan, and I have to say that my favorite <laughs> character, other than Steamy Chris Saban, obviously, my I mean, and Rosemary's just always amazing. But my favorite character from Wrestle House um, Two was Taurus, um, just in the sense that the way that they they portrayed him as this sort of kind of intellectual book reading kind of you know. Guy. Minotaur. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minotaur, or whatever you want to call him, um, rather than this sort of just this kind of like, you know, brainless beast that, that you would expect it to sort of like, that's kind of where you'd expect his character to be. It's almost like the polar opposite of what you'd expect him to be. Um, and I, I have to say, um, Steve knows exactly what my favorite scene is from the entire Wrestle House, and that's when he's in the He's in the talking room, you know, where they're all talking about what's going on in Wrestle House or whatever they call it. Um, and he's reading from this book and it, and he's just going <laughs> all the way through it. And that's <laughs> that's exactly did you hear that, Steve? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it, right? It's it's just it, it's just I don't know why, but it, it, to me, like it's just one of my favourite moments of the entire show because I just, I just find those kind of things really amusing. Um, I don't know where it's my, it's probably my warped sense of humour. I don't know, but I, ju I just find that sort of stuff funny. But he's he's great. I think he's an amazing addition um, to to the Decay faction. When we when he first came in, I wasn't too sure, um, but then as time sort of kind of went on, it makes perfect sense that, that this is a a character that you would expect to find in the shadow, you know, but just totally. Um, I think he's awesome. And I'd love to see you guys. I mean, there's been probably three or four occasions where we've been like, come on, decay. You've got, you've got to, you know, Steve and Taurus has got to win this match. They've got to get through into the, you know, um, you know, we've got to get ourselves into the, you know, in, into tag team goal position and it just doesn't quite happen um and it drives us mad don't it boys mm. it, it, it's frustrating because um but um understanding the situation a bit more now it, it is um it, it just um eases the tempo a lot more you know you can just you oh just, yeah you know yeah. um so I've never been angry about the whole situation. It's just been frustrating because I'm such a huge fan of um, y mm. yourself, Torres, Rosary, and Havoc, and, and seeing all you, everyone fall short or Crazy Steve mm. and, and Black Torres falling short. It's just, it's yeah. part of me just, it's just, the, the fan of me is, is screaming, but the, the what little, little logical thinker there is in me is taking a step back and thinking, yeah, yeah, you can see why, like, um, oh, yeah. It, has it makes sense. What you're saying yeah. does. Like, just totally make yeah. sense because they could make you champions and then we don't see you guys for the next three or four episodes mm. i guess yeah i will give creative credit though they they do always seem to have a plan b or a plan c 
Well, yeah, yeah. that's because they don't sleep. <laughs> they, they, yeah. know, they, they never sleep. Uh, anytime I've, you know, anytime I get to talk to creative, just on a social level, I always like, I'm like, I, I don't really know you guys. I don't, I'll never really get to know them on a human to human level because they are running on such little sleep that, you know, it's, <laughs> I just, it's, it's, it's comical to me, but at the same time, I feel for them as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, now, you know, the guys that are huge fans uh, of your backstage interviewer character for the IPWF. Um, where did you draw inspiration for this character? Uh, and did I you don't... write the lines yourself, by the way? And did you write your lines? So, yeah, I didn't write anything. A lot of that is off the top of my head. Right. Um, and it was now like the like the matches and the you know like what i was doing like as far as like promoting the show like that was all written out for me but all the little quips and all the little stuff in between that is all just i'm just kind of thinking of things to try and you know link it all together and i took that as again i say like i'm i feel very confident in my promo abilities but i haven't really been given the chance to to display that in decay as much as i would like to and it's under there's no hard feelings there it's just that's how it is so when this was pitched to me i one i was it's completely <coughs> different than what i'm doing in decay um but mm. it's so much fun it's it's so much yeah. fun and uh I didn't, I don't know where I, I didn't really take inspiration from anyone in particular. Um, maybe Johnny Carson, a little bit of Johnny Carson. Uh, yeah, but, I could see that. Uh, like with uh, just a little bit with the voice, I think. But other than that, like uh, they had pitched me the idea, hey, this is what we're thinking. And so I filmed the little thing mm -hmm. and I sent it to creative. Like, hey, is this what you're looking at? This is what you're looking for? And they were like, 1000% yes. This is exactly <laughs> what we're looking for. Oh my gosh. And I remember we did that show and it was like, when we did it, it was live. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I had a conversation in the back with both, um, both writers, Jimmy Jacobs and Artie Evans, and they both praised me and thanked me for my, you know, for what I, what I did out there. Cause they, they said, you know, it's funny because we'll write these characters for our guys, but we really don't know if they can do it we're not sure like but we're you know here's the idea do you think you can do it and then whether yeah. they can or they can't is is really up to them and i was a large part of that show i had a i had a segment almost in between everything and mm. i had four four or five live segments throughout the show and the first live segment i did the microphone didn't work <laughs> so uh so you just had to ad lib and you just had to go and that's like that's me being able to work on the fly and and be able to just come up with stuff off the top of my head um and so you know like it uh it just it was just a it was a lot of fun and it allowed me to show a different comedic side to myself uh that i don't get to show or that i wouldn't show in decay yeah um, yeah yeah it's funny you it's, it's funny because i mean we we know that there's a lot of wrestlers, wrestling fans out there that are like super serious about their wrestling. And when they when they watch something like um, IPWF, they see it as um, like an insult, if you know what I mean. Because you're almost you, you, you're basically 
It's a bit like um, it's like the Naked Gun version of of wrestling, right? So it's, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of any other re- other way. Sort of kind of no, but it's a, it's a good description. That's yeah, a very good description. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the Naked Gun version of wrestling, and um, if you if you just take it for what it is and in, and and you know enjoy. The, the the fact that these guys I mean look at Sex Ferguson for fuck's sake like yeah. like the, the, what a character he's like one of my favorite characters like, I actually prefer Sex Ferguson to Doc Gallows like, I'm not I'm not gonna lie like I think Sex Ferguson is an amazing character right um you know and and you know some of the other characters that are in there are just like um just so larger than life and so crazy and it's it's kind of like what mm. wrestling Use it is like what wrestling used to be like 20 30 years ago, exactly what wrestling mm. used to be. Um, it, it's funny actually, it reminds me more of, of like world of sport, um, yeah. the the the, mm. uh, the the British wrestling promotion. Um, I don't know if you ever watched world of sport at all, sir. Steve? Sir, I am well aware. <laughs> Good world of sport, okay. Good man, good man. It, so it's a it's it a, a chance. It's a chance to like re- make you remember that it can be fun again. It's like I remember. Yes. I remember. I remember after the show, seeing online a week later. How can Rhino be doing this? Didn't he get his? Didn't he get his neck slit? And it's like, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. really, you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. not it's not meant to be taken seriously. You're just meant to watch it to have some fun. It's entertainment, yeah. you know. And they're entertaining not, you. Yes, we're certainly not out to insult our audience. If you if, like, for the people who are watching at home who enjoy it, and the people in the audience, like you're in on the joke. That's yeah. the whole yeah. idea. We're all in on it together, and it it throws back to those of us who grew up in the eighties. It's a little bit of a, it's a dose of nostalgia for you. Um, yes. Granted it's, it's not exactly like that, but it, it, it has hints of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think people like that, not everyone. Yeah. And that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that's absolutely yeah. fine. I, I would pay to go and watch the IPWF. I'm telling you that right now. I fucking love it. I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. great. Um, yeah. And like I say, the characters are like larger than larger than larger than life. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, and they're all different. That, and they're all different. Yeah, totally. Totally. Trey Miguel was used to be, was awesome. <laughs> um, I love him and I, I love the, 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 the butcher or whatever it is. I can't remember what he was That's called. Right, Frank, Frank, um, Frank the butcher, was it? Frank the, Frank the butcher. Yeah, which um, is interesting because in the UK, we, there's a, 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 a soap called... Um, EastEnders, and there used to be a character in that called Frank Butcher. So yeah. I don't know whether I want. You yeah, know, I do wonder if some of them are modelled on kind of like. I don't past know. I mean, I don't know whether they, they would have yeah. seen that or what. I don't know, but yeah. um, there's all these sort of kind of fun things, and you know, from our point of view, we can sort of kind of relate to stuff like that. And I, I straight away, I'm like, oh, Frank the Butcher. Oh yeah, Frank Butcher. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and so it, it, you know, it's I, I get that. Um, I used to like Tim. I like Tim Burr as well. I think yeah. Tim Burr is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, like it's just. I, I think it's. I think it's just a, a real fun thing to do. And and I I certainly would 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 pay a lot. Of, I'd pay good money to go ringside at an IPWF show. I'm telling you that now. Um, so you need to bring that when you come to the UK. They need to do a, a, an IPWF show. If you ask me, I think it'd be fun. Mm. I think you get a lot of the old world of sport fans coming to watch that. That that would be great at Wrestle Carnival. Yeah, yeah, it would. 
Yeah, it would definitely that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, what does the future hold for Steve of Crazy or Crazy Steve? Oh, your guess is as good as mine. I have <laughs> no. I honestly have no idea. Again, like I'm, um, I'm very happy in the faction of Decay, but at the time, like I said, they they've been aligning me with with Taurus, but Taurus can't always make these shows so i don't i don't know um there could you see could you see any more um faction members you know joining the would, would oh, you like yeah. to go for the x title yes um, so people like to put me in that category every now and again i don't necessarily it's never been a goal of mine to be the x division champion and that's mm. not to disparage that title or anything like that but look at the guys who have held that title and look at the type of matches that they are expected to perform. I'm yeah. not nearly as athletic as Trey Miguel. I'm not nearly as athletic as a, a speedball Mike Bailey. Um, my strengths do not come from athletic wrestling. Not that I can't do mm -hmm. it. I, I've, yeah. I've been in that situation plenty of times and I'm definitely capable of doing it. Yeah. But I am more character driven and story driven than I am go out, put on a 15 minute banger and do all your cool moves. Um, hmm. It's again, if, if the opportunity was given to me, I'm not going to say no to it, but hmm. it's not something that's on my radar. It's not something that's ever been on my radar. Um, I'm more of give me a story, give me a character that I can really sink my teeth into. If that yeah. happens to revolve around the X division title, then oh, I'm all for it. I'm all for yeah. it. I hate um, it. Sounds good. Yeah, but sounds I think good. also like the reality of it is the simple reality of it is, is from an eyesight issue. I don't have good eyesight. Uh, I'm like the Michael Jordan of not seeing. I'm really good at not seeing. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, some people will ask me like, how do you do it? And I like, there's, there's certain limitations, you know, mm. like when it comes to catching a dive, I'm not going to be there for it because I'll lose you in the lights. Someone like a Chris Bay hits a giant dive over the top rope. I'm going to look up. I will see nothing but the lights and I will lose him. And that puts him in danger and that puts me in danger. Yeah. Mm. You know? And so like when you take those certain limitations that I have, how do you justify putting the X division title on me when that title is primarily known for high risk maneuvers and certainly dives over the top rope and such and so forth. I'm not yes, saying that yeah. it can't happen. And I'm not saying that, you know, that that's the only reason why not to do it. I'm just saying that it comes with those sort of things. And then again, you have, we have an amazing roster of some dudes who are so talented and, and so athletically gifted that I feel like if you're thinking of new X division champions, you put those guys ahead of me. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. Fair play, could, you, yeah. could you see yourself, you know, cause I mean, I think you're, uh you are you about 38 39 am i right to say i'm 38 38 so you know could you see yourself maybe in say i don't know maybe 10 years time moving into more of a, a creative role because you sound you're obviously a very creative person yeah essentially once my bump card is filled up that's where i would like to go um either I don't know. I don't necessarily want to be a writer because again, that's yeah. such a thankless job, but like a producer or an agent, um, mm. something where I can help guys, you know, if they, 
they come up with ideas and I can help pitch ideas as well, like something like that, I would be very much interested in. And I think I would find a lot mm. of joy and a lot of, um, again, it would be fulfilling that artistic creative aspect without having to throw my head at the ground. Um, yeah. And so like, that is something that is very attractive to me. Um, like on the independent scene, if someone has asked me to agent their match or help them out with certain things, or just even character aspects, like I, I get off on that stuff. I really, really, really like that stuff. So if I can find a career outside of, again, outside of the physical aspect of pro wrestling in there, then I, I think I would be very happy. Yeah. Wrestling in general is, is always been my passion from day one. I'm not one of these guys who tried out for the football team and didn't make it. And now plan B is to be a pro wrestler. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just never been my MO. I've always been attracted to pro wrestling. Um, mm. I try and take care of myself as much as I possibly can so I can have longevity within professional wrestling. Um, and if I can continue to have a, a career within the business of pro wrestling, once again, once the physical aspect is done with me, then I feel like I would be very happy. Wow. That's mm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I can see you definitely taking on those. I just listened to you today. Um, you know, I can tell that, you know, you are an incredibly creative person, especially, I, I mean, I didn't realize how much input you had in the initial kind of decay faction until, until no. we've just discussed it now. Um, cause I know that the, I mean, a lot of the talk that went around was it was a Billy Corgan thing. Um, maybe mm. the name was by the sound of it, but of course, you know, it turns out actually, this is an idea that you've been banding around for quite some time. Um, and you know, that is amazing to hear that. I had no idea. So, um, you know, I don't know how many people. I don't know how many people out in the, you know, uh, at the uh, TNI tribe even knew that either, because uh, we've got quite a large, um, you know, I don't want to call it a fan base, but quite a large family of people that, that, that you know watch us on a regular basis, um, and they're all such huge Impact Wrestling fans, um, and some some of them are so knowledgeable as well. Um, you know, I mean, like, uh, like Mir is pretty is is very knowledgeable anna is very knowledgeable as well we've got uh we got critic seeing who pops in from time to time he just yeah. literally he's not very he's about 19 or 20 years old but he seems Knows to know every single match that's ever happened on <laughs> on tna or impact wrestling um so when, when you when you sort of go right oh god when was it when was this one uh and all of a sudden criticizing instantly pops it in the chat it was this one guys um yeah amazing stuff so we th i think the one great thing about Impact Wrestling is they have got such a dedicated, faithful fan base. Um, again, like you say, the Impact Faithful, we, we all love Impact. We love the stories. We love the wrestlers and the, and, the, and the characters. Because I think, in general, Impact Wrestling as a whole is very more, it's is definitely more uh, storytelling, character-driven. Yes, yeah. we get some. We get a lot of banger matches and all the rest of it, but none, none of the matches that we get are like don't make sense or they have no kind of like you don't you don't sit there and go well. There's no meaning for this match. I don't care about this match because it's not been built to anything. It's just a match thrown together. That even if it's not something which is is happened over the last couple of episodes, you know, you could draw back to like something that happened about six months ago. Um, which is now coming to fruition and um, you know, it's being used as a way of, of putting this match together. And it always seems to, they always seem to find a way. Um, 
and that's what I think that's probably one of the things I I love so much about it um, as a promotion as well, and and probably why we mm. love Decay so much because yeah. of the characters, because mm. of the it's so story driven that we care about about you guys um, and, and what you guys do, and we do get upset when we don't think you're getting what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're not you're not the only one, sir. You are not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but can I just say, Steve, it's been absolutely I think it's well, you're the longest guest we've ever had on. Um, you've been on here for you've been on for an hour. We initially booked you in for like 20, 25 minutes. Um, but I definitely have to say right now, we are out of time, unfortunately. Um, but you've been an absolutely awesome guest. I'd love to have you on again at some point if we don't get in trouble mm. with Impact. Um, can you tell everyone um, where we can find you on the socials and where we can get hold of your merch, etc.? Yeah, uh, so I just recently got my socials back after being hacked. Um, so if you do happen to find me, it is me, I promise you. Uh, I am mm. on, on, on the Twitter machine. You can find me at Steve of Crazy. I don't use Twitter a lot, a lot, um, just because it's a lot of reading and I have shitty eyesight. So um, <laughs> I don't do, I do engage with my fan base on Twitter when I can, um, but it's just not as often. Instagram, you can find me at TNA underscore crazy underscore Steve. Um, I'm definitely on there quite a bit because uh, it's more pictures than it is reading for me. Um, so you can definitely do that there. Uh, you can find me, you, if you want any of my merchandise and you're unable to purchase it from me directly, you can go to my Pro Wrestling Tees store, which is www.prowrestlingtees.com slash crazy Steve. And keep in mind, whenever you spell the name crazy, please use two Zs because that is how I spell my name. And that is definitely me. <laughs> there you go there you go um i know that you um like I say you do sell a lot of your merch yourself uh do you do a lot of your designs because i know i've been on the pro wrestling store and i know you, there's a lot on there for you there's a lot on there for decay um do you do a lot of those designs yourself or or do you have someone who's very good at doing that sort of stuff i i have done the first few of my shirts were done by me personally um there's a couple that I like are paintings of mine that I've done that I've transferred over to t-shirts, but I often use the wonderful and devilishly talented Maria tattoo. She, you can find her. I always link her in any of the designs that she's done for me. I use her quite often. Um, the concepts are mine. And I say, here's what I'm thinking. Here's even the color scheme I want to go with. And she's much more computer savvy than I am. Um, I don't even own a computer. So I like to, in order to, for me to actually make a t-shirt design, it, it's literally coming from like, I draw it, I color it, and then I take a picture of it and try and make it into a, a, a t-shirt. And that's the same with all my wrestling gear. I design all of that as well. Um, and I have my seamstress make it. Um, so again, that's the artsy fartsy side of me. Um, yeah, <laughs> we love Maria your jacket. Oh, we love you. your yes. jacket that with the skull on the side of the arm and everything. It's that's very cool. Very cool. Uh, or this almost a, like a skull, like a mask, isn't it? Yes. Um, I have that jacket was done by Rockwell. The masks on the side, one represents the clown crazy. And then the yep. other one on the other side has the cross on the face to represent the demon of decay. There you go. There you go, well, everyone. Mm -hmm. There you go. Some of you might have known there. A little, little, uh, little mm. tidbit there. Fantastic. 
Well, it's been amazing having you on the show, Steve, and uh, we really appreciate giving you like an hour of your time. Well, it's been an hour and 20 minutes, I guess, if you include the time we were on before. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, you've been an amazing guest. Crazy Steve, everyone. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I, I would love to come back on. Hopefully, I have better Wi-Fi service when that happens. Um, <laughs> Maybe I when you're in a different state. Has enjoyed. You know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, there are tentative plans for myself to travel over to the UK. If that is the case, I would love to do a like a live one-on-one sit-down <sighs> interview. That would be fantastic. I'd be open fantastic. to do that. If, Assuming your listeners would like that as well, so that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I and I really hope that that happens. Uh, it's just been announced that Ewy's coming over in September, so I'm hoping to get together with him again, um, which would be really cool. And if you come over as well, that would be absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. The guy you need to speak to, Gary Ward, he'll help you out. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, buddy. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Crazy Steve. Everyone, thanks all. Well, there you go, lads. How about that? What a that was absolutely incredible. I I can't believe it went on for so long. Well, what I just uh, really appreciate. You, yeah, really appreciate when you're on a roll. Yeah, like I say, that was a, that was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely superb, and uh, what a great guest. What a great guy. I hope you enjoyed that, guys, in the chat. Um, and don't forget to head over to, to Steve on Twitter and let him know how much you enjoyed the interview that we had with him today. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. You know, get sharing the, get sharing the, the show on Twitter, on socials. Um, let everybody know um, that we had Crazy Steve on today because that was, that was pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the fact that we've gone on quite some time, um, I think what we need to look at is, is I'm just having a quick look at some of the stuff I've got for our user rumor section. I think I might cut a few things out. So yeah. let's, let's, let's go with the first one I've got here. I've got Juice Robinson, um, who have been hinting that he was uh, not going to resign with New Japan Pro Wrestling, fooled us all. And in the end, yeah. join the Bullet Club. Um, so that doesn't, I, yeah. I think that's, that. I mean, it still means that we could potentially be seeing them on Impact Wrestling as part of the Bullet Club, which I think would be really cool. I think um, so. I, I mean, I love yeah. his new character. I, I love it. My, my first thought was the fact he's in Bullet Club, I just want to see him tagging with Chris Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be perfect with Chris Bay. I think, I think that's probably one of the, one of the reasons why he's done it. I think. Because um, him and Chris Bay facing off against each other work, work really well, mm, so yeah, it's, it just makes sense. That'd be perfect to go through. It makes it be a, it's a better combination than Chris Bay and Hikaleo was. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't work out because the the stream was lagging. Who was it that was announcing in the ring? Was that David Finley? Because some no. someone announced someone was so, what while after the match was happening when the turn. When when the turn, someone was in the ring announcing stuff, and I couldn't work out who that was because I, I don't know where this leaves David Finley. Oh yeah, well he's been bad mouthing David Finley, hasn't he? So yeah, okay. I, I think yeah. it leaves him out in the cold, mate. I think this is exactly yeah. where it leaves David okay. Finley. Yeah, um, no, like I, say, like I say, I've been, I haven't been like off on sort of yeah. seeing much lately, but yeah, so yeah. But it's... I think it, I think it's a good move for him. He's going oh, heel, obviously. Um, he's going with that whole sort of kind of like dark bullet club feel. Mm. I think, and you know, he has the look. Um, oh yeah, I definitely. I think it's going to work really well yeah. with him. Now, I, say, I really hope that we see that <coughs> those two tagging together, Finley. Uh, sorry, 
Robinson and Well, Bay. we've got the J and Bay. We've got the J and the Bay connection at the moment, haven't we? So I don't mm, know. Yeah. We never know. I think maybe he's, he's going alone. He wants to be a, a single star, I think. But mm. you got we've tonight we've got Deanna to face uh Mercedes Martinez for the Ring and uh, Ring of Honor title um on mm. Dynamite and of course W Marcy, I think is facing Wardlow. Is that right? Yes. Right in saying that? I think yes. So, yeah. um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise everybody and say that there's a swerve here because everybody thinks um that Marcy Marcy that Mercedes Martinez is gonna win this and I actually think um that Deanna's gonna win. So um and carry on as the true Ring of Honor champion. I think Marcy will lose. I think Deanna's gonna win. Um so we're gonna but we're gonna have to wait and see, aren't we? Yeah, I, I'll go the. I, I'm going the other way. I think that Mercedes will win, but I think Morrissey will win because I think Morrissey is a big enough name that Khan will say. He, I think that Morrissey can get a victory here. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we. I mean, I yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want the honor to win, but I think yeah. I think I don't think. I just have wins. a feeling. I just have a feeling. I, I'll tell you why. And, and I hope it's right. <laughs> Because, because also, if you look at all the promotional stuff on things that are going on after, she's wearing the Ring of Honor title belt as well. Yeah. Well, uh, if so, if if Diana wins, retains the title now, then her losing it at the next um, AEW event thing that they've got coming, it just makes a bit more sense, um, even from a story perspective. Yeah, then, exactly. You know, it's, exactly. It's just, I think she's going to win. I think she's going to win. I'm not saying she's not going to lose it eventually to someone like yeah. Mercedes or whatever. But I just think, I think tonight she's going to win because then that sets up a storyline and that would be amazing for impact wrestling. Well, put it this way, no matter what happens, it'll be the first time in months that they'll get me to watch AEW. Oh yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm watching it for that. I uh, don't know if I'll watch the rest of it. No. I'll certainly but... watch that match. I'll certainly watch that match. <laughs> but, um, but there we go. We'll have to see. Um, now we've also obviously had the sad news that the inspiration have decided to step away from in-ring actions for other opportunities. Um, I believe Jesse has already been cast in a movie. So obviously there's, there's lots of bits and bobs that are, are, are going on with regards to that is a shame, but you know, yeah. at the end of the day, they're not going to another company. They're just, they're just moving away from in-ring action at the moment. I think if they were to come back, they'd come back to impact. But oh yeah, we just we just have to wait and see. There's also obviously rumors going around that Willie Mac is no longer with Impact. Um, this would be a real shame, um, a real real shame if it's happened. But um, you know, if they don't have any plans moving forward for him, um, and they're planning on bringing you know other stars in, freshen the roster up again, as we know Impact do on a regular basis. Um, every year they freshen the they 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 do a freshen up. You know, Willie's been with the promotion now for a good what three or four years. So yeah. um, mm. you know, it is a shame, definitely. Um, mm. But you know, I, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment until I see where this goes. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think that's last night they said that didn't it, didn't it say something like that there were it was due to extend or um, I, I or think something. that's just. Yeah, I, I think I think the whole increase in pay thing is just a way mm. to put um, you know a negative spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Be... you know because they like to put negative spins on everything, don't they? When it's related to impact, because no. WWE can release 10, 15, 20 people. Um, oh yeah, and they they don't get the 
they don't get the uh, you know the bad publicity as much these days as, as we get by releasing one. But yeah. you know, there but, you go. That's, the, that's yeah. just well, the way it is, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. See, because I, th- I say Willie Mac is someone who everyone everyone does love. So it's one of those where you're gonna. It, it's a strange one, especially considering Impact are looking to revamp their tag team division. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But then you don't know who's coming in, and that's the thing. You don't know who's coming in. Yeah, so, but it, it's weird if you're going to bring in one tag team division to tag team to get rid of another one. You think you would just keep both of them. <laughs> yeah, but why? Like, you know, I mean, Rich Swan is primarily a singles competitor. He's only been a tag competitor with Willie Mack. Um, mm. And they're not, they're, they're, you know, yes, they tag together because they're mates. Um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be best mates, but they're not primarily... Ta- they're not primarily a tag team. Maybe. You know, I mean, both yeah. of, I mean, you, both of them have had singles run. I mean, Rich has been world champion, X division mm. champion. Willie Max has been X division champion, but they, they, none of there's not. It's not been a predominant tag team run, if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, what you've got like you've got Briscoes seem to be really giving Impact a real push on the socials as well, and of course they've been putting out some really cool promos. Mm. Um, you know. But you're right, Anna. That's exactly it. It's 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 helping yeah. the narrative of impact doesn't want to pay talent. Mm, yeah, bollocks. I don't believe that at all. But if, no. if you haven't, if if why would you why would you let a contract run into to like a hundred thousand pound a year if you don't have any plans for that character? Oh yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, at least yeah. they're being straight up and honest with him. You know. Yeah, think think about the the business aspect of it as well. You know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm glad to see the Briscoes getting real stuck into stuff as well. Um, mm. It's been great. It's been great seeing uh, Moose appearing on popular morning TV shows in Cincinnati, uh, continuing to you know improve marketing and promotion appearances in the areas they're putting shows out. Um, I think I saw something with regards to Kissimmee. I think they were doing something with the uh, the the is it the gay and lesbian community or something? I saw some working together initiative. Uh, yeah. I think some somebody will probably know a little bit more in the chat, um, but I think that's quite good. They've always been a supporter of the you know the gay and lesbian communities. So I, I think was it the LGBT? Is that right? I don't know. Um, yeah, I communities, so. which I think is re- really good. So um, pleased to see that. Now, guys, I think we need to get cracking into Under Siege. Otherwise, I'm not sure we're going to get through all of this in two hours. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> well, we'll have to do uh, under siege and cut it. Cut it there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, we've got. Um, we're we're going to start. We've got a countdown to under siege. Did they do a countdown to the last paper? I can't remember. Yes, they, they did. Yeah. They did a, count, a countdown. The special. The last special. Yeah, not they did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but this, I think, is a relatively new thing. I don't think they've done it for all the specials. But this, this is great. It's good to see. So we've got countdown to under siege. We've got a match on there, which we've got Madison Rain versus Giselle Shaw. Um, I think, you know, I I can see this being being a pretty good match. Actually, uh, I mean, obviously, we know Madison is a great performer. Uh, Giselle Shaw is a you know an up and coming talent doing really really well. We've already had some great matches with her. Um, you know, so I th- I think um, I think this could be a good match. And based on the fact that I think. I think, if I'm right in thinking, yeah, the BTI match is to Neil Dashwood versus Giselle Shaw. So there's obviously uh, some kind of program going on here 
with Giselle Shaw, the influence. Maybe Giselle Shaw is going to bring in a tag partner at some point. Mm. Um, who knows? Uh, you know, maybe she beats Tennille tomorrow night, and that's how we end up with the match with Madison. Um, you know, who knows? Um, but I think it'd be a good match either way, and I'm sure Tennille will get involved. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's just an interesting match. I the way she burst into the a whole thing you know dash was doing last week and stole the whole spot spotlight there so that's set yeah. up both these matches there and then she's pissed yeah. both of them off just by doing what she does and um, it's interesting is i'm i'm hoping we'll see a fresh partner for her as much as good as lady, yeah. lady frost was with her i think lady frost is better, better in singles competition than going down the knockouts tag team route so yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if they do bring someone in who that is though yeah. Definitely, yeah. You, you, yeah. the match as a one-on-one is going to be fantastic. You know, you know, you've got two great talents in there, but with Tennille in Madison's corner, someone has, someone has to show up. Has to, has to. Yeah, um, I mean, even even if it's Lady Frost, I'm not going to be disappointed because they worked fantastically together. <laughs> yeah. I can't see it being Lady Frost though, because why would? Yeah, they, it doesn't make sense. They've got a bit of beef. Yes, they work together reasonably well. But oh yeah, beef in there. So I, I just yeah, but I'm I'm just though. saying, if it is, I won't be disappointed considering what I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I, I it's one of those where I can't think who it could be. You know. Well, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Mm. I guess we are. Now, we then move on to the under siege card. Really, we could just sort of kind of talk about each match individually it shouldn't take too long to go through so we've got mike mm. bailey versus alex shelley now obviously this is a a rematch um from rebellion mm. what's rebellion was it from the multiverse um, of matches multiverse oh there matches, you go yeah. multiverse of matches there we go see it's good job i got you boys otherwise i'd be making silly mistakes all the time wouldn't i that's um, my job there you go uh so <laughs> so I think this, you know, we know that this was a great match at uh, Multiverse of Matches. Um, so I'm, I'm just expecting just as a great a match under siege, uh, to be mm. fair. So I think this would be a great match. Any any thoughts on this one? This could steal the whole show. This could, is going to be fantastic. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it, it got my match of the night at Multiverse of Matches, I think. So, you know, you feel like, well, what on earth can they do to top it? <laughs> Well, yeah, um... and and I mean, I did did Bailey get? Yeah, I think Bailey got the win at Multiverse of Bailey, Matches. Bailey so, pinned Alex Shelley. Yeah, uh, so you have so... to you have to feel that Shelley's going to get the win here, and I'll set a rubber match up. You feel? Yeah, so we get a best of three kind of thing going on. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so we've also got which this is the one I think could potentially steal the show, and that's Steve Macklin versus Chris Saban. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm hoping for a continuation in Steve Macklin's character. Um, you know, that we we obviously started to see at Rebellion. Uh, he's going to see Chris Sabin as a stepping stone to move towards, obviously, the world title. If he, if he defeats Chris Sabin, a former um, world title holder for world champion, then that sort of kind of sets him in good stead. Is that, I, I, I think Steve's going to go over Chris Sabin at uh, Under Siege. I would not be surprised to see Sabin win this. You know, you know how the booking of Saban has been like Slammiversary last year when he went over Moose. There's been the odd one where Saban has come out a surprise victor. And 
I, I would not be surprised if this is one of those scenarios where Saban gets a really surprise victory. Okay. Well, well you never it, know. It, 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 if win or lose, Chris Saban's going to help boost up Steve Macklin. Regardless. Oh, yeah. So if they have another yeah. match after this, if Chris Saban wins, then that just adds more to Steve Macklin. It's just what's done. Mm. It's one of the good things about Chris Saban and Eric Young and even Crazy Steve. You know, guys like that, um, you get put, give, give them a match against anybody and they'll give you a hell of a match to, to, to talk about later on. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And, Steve, I, and I think, Steve, again... Steve Macklin's um, go one of these guys that, that impact are building up to the world title, as we know. And there's no better way to do it than have him go from from the on and no more storyline through to, to get, going through for keep going after Chris Saban, who was the guy who accepted him in first and then dropped him, doubted him as soon as um, as soon as it, um, the opportunity came to, to turn his back on him. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a perfect build. Yeah, yeah. Perfect and I, build. I wonder, I wonder if we'll see um, like Jay White get involved in this maybe somehow. Why? Or, why or would not... you? Why would you see Steve? Why would you see Jay White get involved in a non-bullet club match? Just because, of, <laughs> just because of like what we've seen between him and Macklin. Like, there's been that bit of like, are you an enemy or do I respect you? Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It depends if if Jay White's match comes before. That's what Saban I mean. Yeah, the yeah. lineup of this, the these matches could be very interesting. Yes, Mir, I think you are the only one. Um, we then move on, and we've got the knockouts world title match: Tasha Steels versus Havoc um, of Decay. Um, this, I think, is a is a match to put a big feather in Tasha Steels' uh, cap to take out mm. to take out a you know a, a bigger opponent in Havoc. Um, <clears throat> Plus, if if Rosemary couldn't take her out, then um, I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to put havoc over her. Yeah, but it will still be a really good match. Regardless, yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm hoping it's it's a lot more well oiled than Rosemary and, and Tasha Steels was because Havoc and Tasha Steels have faced each other one on one in the past, and they've they've played a pretty decent match together. Um, so they're a bit more familiar with each other. Even with, with Rosemary and Savannah Evans at ringside, it's going to be a bit bit more interesting too because um, Rosemary's not going to be um, get booted up for trying to stand up to stand up Savannah Evans or Tasha Steele. She's going to be more mind games. So it, it's yeah. going to be a bit more focused on what's happening in ring than out, outside. Okay. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with that idea as well. Mm. And bonus I... baby, Jay White... Um, is he may have been in Japan, but he's definitely here. Yeah, he's in, he's in the he's next on, match. Yeah, yeah, he's on was the card. Only, was I the only one that felt this knockout match came a little out of nowhere? Well, oh, did, did, well go on, Joe. What are you going to say? Um, <laughs> Decay, Decay came out um, to um, back up Ty Valkyrie, so it was um, mm. and and Tasha Steels is, is the number one target, and in the past they've been after her once mm. or twice. So it, uh, it it was a bit out of the blue for me, but it also made sense because yeah, right now, there is nobody else to go for the knockouts title. Jordan True. Tracy yeah. is elsewhere, and yeah. Lady Frost isn't isn't able to wrestle at the moment, and mm. so you you only yeah. have Havoc Rosemary or Alicia Edwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, like I you guess. said, I think I think if you know it, Tasha's Tasha has to win this, and I think 
she has to win it clean i think you yes. have to you have to get her <coughs> that victory without savannah evans yeah. i agree and i have to say i don't th i think the next person to take the knockouts title off tasha will be diana yeah i think so i think it'll end up back on diana in the next couple of months um but we'll, I, you know I, I, yeah, I didn't want it to be but they haven't built up anyone else credible enough to take it off tasha that's the trouble not yet not yet but i mean again you know you need you need time to be able to do that you can't mm. do it over like three or four episodes it's got to be done um you know over several months so you know we're, we're just gonna have to see how this one develops out i think mm. it's gonna be a good match i think hopefully tasha will get up to full steam on this one she didn't seem to be at full steam at rebellion but hopefully she will for this one um we then got bullet club chris bay the good brothers jay white and the return of el fantasmo versus um on and more obviously ogk Eddie Edwards, Vincent, and Kenny King. Uh, oh, baby! I think this... I, th I think this is going to be good, actually. I think this is going to be a fast, furious frenzy of offense um, from of a match. In fact, mm. this could be a contender for match of the night if, yeah. if these guys really go for it. If these guys yeah. really go for it, I think this could be a contender for match of the night. What are your thoughts on this, Joe? I'm really excited for this match. I'm really, I, I want to see Eddie Edwards and Jay White go just lock, lock heads and go hell for hell further on each other. Both of them, Eddie Edwards is now wrestling more like he does in Japan than um, as, he, as he does in the US. So to see both of them go Japanese style on each other in an impact ring will be incredible. And and El Fantasma coming back is amazing too. Mm -hmm. He was just he was such a great wrestler when he um he showed up the first time around just to see him against like Vincent and Matt, Matt um, Taven and Mike Bennett is going to be incredible too and exactly the exactly. good brothers of course yeah we get we get to see more from the good brothers now because that um they'll be out, outside the ring doing stuff as well just inside the ring doing the usual play by playbook <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. If you yeah. get more than the than the magic killer one, two, three, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I so, think this is gonna this will be a cracker. I think it's gonna be a cracker. Yeah. Great, um, great scene. ELP back. Yeah, definitely. Right. Mm. We've also then got the triple A Rainus to Rainus title match. Obviously, Diana Perazzo versus Tyre Valkyrie. Um, I'm just happy to see Tyre back, regardless on this. Oh, one. yeah. I'm a, I'm a massive Diana Perazzo fan. I'm a big Tyre Valkyrie fan. Um, I'm pleased that she she has got a title. I'm pleased to see her back on impact. Full stop. So I'm just going to enjoy this one. Yeah. For whatever happens, I don't care. I think it's going to be a great match. Yeah, that's all I can say, really. You know, you could tell from Taya Valkyrie's promo she did just how happy she was to be back in Impact Wrestling, how happy she was to actually be free mm. uh, in general. And, and um, this is just a great, great welcome back. Uh, back with her family. She said, yeah. back, back with her family. This is just what about, fantastic. What about you, Steve? What do you think on this one? Yeah, like you say, I, I you could feel, you could feel that, like, there was a there was a warmth to everything she said so i i get the it's going to be interesting because we don't see diana in the chase very often you know you normally you see her in in the controlled position yeah so this is yeah. this is going to be a very interesting match to watch because 
Ty is going to be the one in the controlled position this time. So it's it's going to be a slightly different match to watch when you're watching Diana. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. But I, I still think we'll see Tyre retain. It's it's going to be very strange if they have Diana win this match. I think it, it would be very yeah. I mean, I mean, could set up a rubber match, I guess. But um, it could. But it's, no I, I've never it. been I've never been a fan of hot potato titles. <laughs> I, I don't think it makes any. I don't think it makes any sense. I I don't think it does. Um, mm. And uh, that's nice, Violet. So you, you met uh, Tyre on Sunday, and she's really happy, and that's that's great to hear. Um, mm. It's great to hear that she's happy with what she's doing right now. Um, yes, of course, bonus baby. Sorry, I forgot to say the ring, the the real Ring of Honor World Champion Diana yes. Uh But there you go. Um, we've then got the Impact Tag Team Title match, which is obviously uh, Violet Design, uh, Violet by Design being uh i'm assuming it's eric young and joe doring versus the briscoes um, so. now you know well we, we're assuming it i mean i you know like i said i had a chat with him a month ago and he said that they are definitely going by the whole rule of you know who they decide mm -hmm. to to put out on it on yeah. any given day depending on who they're facing which mm. you know, gives you that almost gives you that um what do they call it uh like you know, undecidedness. Like I guess so. So the, 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 the opponents, yeah, their, their, their opponents aren't one hundred percent sure who they're going to get. Um, yeah. you know, to prepare for exactly and all that kind of stuff. So unpredictability. Yeah. I think is what I'm looking it, for. It would make it even more in, in um unpredictable if they all came out in wrestling gear to the final moment and then just <laughs> went into the ring like just at that last moment. They're like, oh, yeah. what, what, what's going on? But mm. what I do think is. You know, from what we've seen in the Briscoes so far, they are all in on the matches that they're putting on for Impact Wrestling. They are going all out uh, yeah. to be, you know, in, in, to put on incredible matches. Um, yeah. So I, I'm happy. I cannot wait to see this one. I think it's going to be an absolute barn burner. Um, mm. So looking forward to this one. Then we yeah. then have, to finish off the pay-per-view, we've got Impact World Title Match which is obviously the big one. We've got Josh Alexander, our favorite world champion, versus Tomohiro Ishii. Now, um, you know, we know that obviously the Pitbull is is going to be on, on form. He's in the main event. He's facing, he's, he's going up for the world title. Um, you know, we've got Josh Alexander, who's just beaten Moose twice um, to, you know, retain his title you know he's he he doesn't care who he faces right now. He just wants to fight um, mm. for that title. So <laughs> I I think this is going to be a great match. Um, mm. You know, like you say, we've got a Japanese legend against an up and coming Canadian legend. What what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, yeah. Like I say, on on the tag match, I think it's great having the Briscoes here and the fact they're on the roster now. Um, I think I I think we can safely say that they'll be an impact for a while. I can't see them winning the match, though. I think we'll, we'll see Violent by Design re retain, and it will be they will actually continue in the hunt for a while. Um, I did like they actually had a qualifier, though, not just straight into the titles. But yeah, I think we will see Violent VBD retain um, the main event, though. I mean, <sighs> you talk about a wall meeting a wall. Um, this is gonna. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a complete brutality in this match um 
and yeah, I think we're going to see Ishii meet his first um, first pin in Impact. You know, I think what is, you you think he's oh eat his first pin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think he'll get? Do you think he'll eat his first pin, or do you think Josh will tap him out? I, I don't know. It's, it's mm. going to be, a, it's going to be a loss either way. It's mm. going to be a loss. Um, you know, I, I can't see Ishii winning um, over over Josh. Not now. He's he's worked so hard to get it, and he's taken out Moose twice. So I Josh is not going to lose. So it's it's either going to be like you say he's either going. I don't think he'll tap out. I can't see Tomohira Ishii tapping out ever. Um, so I can't see pass that out. It maybe pass out. Um, mm. But I, you know, I think he's going to one two three him. I'll be honest. Mm. So there you go. There you go. So that's that one. That's that all sorted. That's under siege done, dusted and covered. Um, so we've got then we move on and we've got the we've got what's going on tomorrow night. So we've got to talk about what's going on tomorrow night with uh the digital media exclusive. Well, we've got that tonight actually. So the yeah. digital media exclusive matches available from now to the Ultimate Insiders and Impact Plus um subscribers. We've got uh Lady Frost versus Jody Threat. Um again, another Ooh, that's a fantastic young um young talent coming through yeah. this match was filmed at greek town wrestling um and yeah looking forward to looking forward to this. we haven't managed to see this one yet have we no i've had no. problems um, um, getting getting it on the um app on my phone so i'm going to try it on the internet browser tonight but um on the app on the phone if it's just not working at all so, yeah so that almost don't know what's going mm. on with that. I, I haven't tried it on online yet. I haven't tried it on my computer, so I'm looking forward to checking mm. that out. Um, we mm. then move on, and we've got yeah. the BTI match, and that's Tennille Dashford versus Giselle Shaw. Now, again, like we were talking about earlier, um, this match has obviously potentially been set up with the whole stealing the spotlight thing last week, and then moving. Um, it's then potentially setting up another match for Under Siege that we were talking about with Madison Rain. Um, so I, I, I got a funny feeling that, uh, yeah, yeah Giselle's probably going to win this, um, which is then obviously sets up the Madison Rain match. What are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts, Joe? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, Tineal Dashwood has improved massively over the last year. And so, and just um, she's not had a lot of one-on-one -on -one competition though since since she's started improving. So this is going to be interesting to see how she holds her own in the ring now a bit more. Um, will it be a bit more fluid? Fluid? Will it be uh, hit, hit and miss? I think it's going to. Be, um, Giselle Shaw is a good opponent for her to go up against her to also put over Giselle Shaw um, with the loss. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's going to be good good match for both of them, and they're going to have a good 10, 15 minutes in this match as well. So it's it's um, a great way to kick off the night as well. I think we're definitely going to see shenanigans. Oh, we're going to see some, some sort. Yeah, mm. we're going to see some shenanigans, and we're going to see medicine rain to her attention, which is always good for a laugh. But um, um, <laughs> no, I think Giselle as long Shaw's as got... Tanil loses, I don't care. Yeah, uh, Giselle Shaw's <laughs> probably got the, the win in this, and then we got Madison Rain versus Giselle Shaw, obviously. So it's 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 a it's just a great way to give Giselle Shaw that extra bit of publicity too. Yeah, give, give her a, um, a, a, will she be going for the knockout title? Or will she be get, get for, will she find a tag partner? You know, could we even um, 
see Lady Frost's um, opponent becoming to be a partner. Exactly. What are your thoughts on this one, Steve? I think, like you've said, that you're, um, you'll probably see Giselle win because I don't see her winning at Under Siege. Um, the interesting thing, like you say, is whether um, whether you'll see her partner or her hand turn up in in this. Actually, no, you probably won't because I think if you you if you would have seen her partner show up, then you'd have heard it by now, wouldn't you? Because it would have been taped. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if there's someone going to turn up to help her out, it's going to it's going to happen at Under Siege when it's live. Yeah. Um, but uh, be yeah. interesting. It'd be interesting to see where this sort of kind of mm. this story pans out, and it could, like you say, be a way of introducing a new uh, female mm. tag team to the division. Yeah. Speaking um, of under siege, we didn't go about this. Where do we? Where do we see Sammy coming back? Maybe. Oh yeah, Sam. Sammy yeah. will definitely cut cut a promo into the night and, and either mm. come out then. I don't think he's going to run down to the ring and start attacking Josh Alexander. I think he might. He I, might I, just... I think he's more likely to turn up during the Bullet Club and honor him more. Yeah. yeah. Or, yep. or then. Personally, yeah. I found it. In, I found it interesting. He had Diano on his list. That was interesting. Will he show up with a female wrestler? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> his whole message is: you've got all this top talent, and you've you've stopped talking about yeah. me. It's, it's it's almost like mm. a, a parallel to Eddie Edwards is. is um, um, narrative yes. as to why he, why he joined on no more and it's so Sammy Callahan's almost, he's almost like playing on that to sort of rub it in Eddie Edwards' face as well mm. but well, possibly so, possibly uh, yeah it's, it's, it's going to be good to see Sammy back though I must admit I mm. agree I can't wait to see Sammy back I think he, yeah, yeah he's amazing amazing character so we then move into Impact Wrestling um, for tomorrow night so I, I guess you can call it the go home show into Under Siege mm. <clears throat> we then got um We've got the X Division Championship match between Ace Austin and Rocky Marrero, which was set up this past week uh, um, through sort of kind of like a backstage segment on Impact. Um, For me, this is uh, clearly a way to get a win under Ace Austin's belt. He's going to be a, you know, he's going to be a fighting champ. Um, So, and of course... You know, he's going to be heading off to uh, Japan to get into the Super J Cup. So um, I'm assuming it's going to be a way of sort of kind of like giving him a giving him a good win. Gets off, gets off to Japan as the X Division champ. Um, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on this. Either way, it's going to be a good match because we know that Rocky Romero being a 20-year bet is, is an amazing talent. Uh, put him mm-hmm. in with, with someone like Ace Austin, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a great match, right? Yeah, this is going to be fantastic. You know, Ace Austin going to go to Japan for, for this this tournament. Some of the guys he's got in there with him are amazing. He's got TJP's in there, and yeah. I think I think El Fantasma is in there as well. And then Alex, some, Alex Zane, Alex Zane, that's the guy, the one who I was thinking of. I don't know yeah. why El Fantasma came to mind. Alex Zane was the guy that um, was that really stood out to me as well. And to have those two, those two three guys in the same bracket as him. So yeah, I've not just... I've not looked at the full lineup, but I think there's a couple of UK guys in there as well. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna check it out. Um, I I think I saw a couple of UK wrestlers in there. So I know that they've managed to get quite a few in from all around the world. It's like a month thing, isn't it? It's like a month tour, I believe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, gonna be exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Um. What are your thoughts on this match, Steve? Yeah, like I say, like you say, it's it's going to take you back to the the pure X division, isn't it? 
it's it's a real throwback. Um, we know both men can go, so you put them both in there together. Um, as you say, it's gonna, it, it's an it's an it's a nice um, a nice way to get um, Austin a a win a win over him. Um, and I want to see more of Rocky Romero. I really do. We haven't seen, you know, he's he's he had a match at Bound for Glory, then a couple of matches after that. Um, I'd like him to stick around for a bit. I really would. It, it would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, obviously, Rocky is signed to New Japan, so oh yeah, um, you know he, he's coming in. I mean, he'd, he'd be a paper for uh, paper performance guy. Oh yeah, so, he'd never be signed again, to Impact, but still, you know, maybe just for six months, like we had the 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 inspiration. I guess it's going to be very much dependent on what his New Japan schedule is as well, because I know I know yeah. that he's very very busy with those guys. Yeah, um, but it would be good. You're right. It would be nice to have him in um, a little bit more. Um, Sorry, bonus baby. What are you saying there? Wheeler Utah from AEW. Even thought everyone hates AEW. Wheeler can go. Okay, cool. Um, we don't necessarily hate AEW. Just don't like Tony Khan very much. Um, yeah. So, not like everybody else who likes, you know, just no, the only guy on the AEW roster. I can't stand is Sammy Guevara. But the rest of the roster, <laughs> I've got a lot, of, a lot of praise for, a lot of respect for. And yeah. don't get me started on Tony Khan. No, we don't want to talk about yeah. that. I say they've got a lot of good wrestlers. Amazing! They got some great. They got a great mm. roster. Um, mm. Nobody, nobody's uh, saying they haven't got a great roster. Um, so we then got what we think could be the uh, the final match of Willie Mack on Impact, uh, if the rumors are true. So we got Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus the uh, Bay and Jay connection. So we got Chris Bay and Jay White on this one. Um, interesting, this one. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I'm assuming that Chris Bay and obviously Jay White are going to win. Um, mm. Maybe they're going to, maybe they pin Willie. I don't know, um, but I think it could be the the last sort of hurrah for Willie. Um, so we could see quite an emotional ending to this one if Swan, uh, obviously, if if Willie and Swan are obviously um, aware of what's going down, we could see quite an emotional ending. What are your thoughts? Mm, um, yeah, like you say, you, you can't see Swan and Mac winning this simply because of what's happening at Under Siege. You know, they don't have anything going on, so there's no need for them to really win this match. But like you say, it would be nice. I mean, if I mean this was taped obviously before these circumstances came out. Yeah. If the circumstances were known to impact prior to the news, then it would be nice if we got something like what we got with the rascals or whatever, but it just depends what impacts situation is. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm assuming that if it is, if um, the information has come out, is true. He's going to know about it. They're not going to not yeah. tell him. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, he's or, been there yeah. long enough, hasn't he? He's been there. Yeah. He's been there long enough. So out of respect, you, you would have thought that they would be telling him that, but um, I think we could see an emotional end into this one. Um, obviously, you know, mm. after after Bay and Jay win, um, it could be an emotional goodbye. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah. But um, we could get a, could get a farewell match the week afterwards, like Heath and Rona versus Swan and Mac, like they did with the Rascals. But you know what is a, what is a good thing for us? If 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 Willie's not signed, then we could get him on the show. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, it'd be good to, There's be a good, bonus. It, it, it would be good to talk, to speak to to Willie Mac. Exactly, like, we can get huge, some more fantastic. Fan. We can get some fantastic quotes like, you know, like Mir's talking about, hair on your booty cheeks. We might be able to find some more of those fantastic sound bites. You got hair on your booty cheeks? (laughs) Oh! Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> we could get some more fantastic quotes like that. But who knows? Who knows? Um, so we then got, um, I'm not too sure on the order of these. We've got um, PCO and Jonah and Monsters Ball this week as well. I'm assuming that's the main event. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going yeah, to talk about the you. tables match. I'm going to talk about the tables match with Myers versus Morrissey because I think that might be the next one. Um, and then they're going to put Macklin Ishii in between the Monsters Ball match. Maybe. So let's, let's talk about that one. We've got a tables match, Myers versus Morrissey. Long time coming, this one. Long time coming. Um, is Myers going to get his comeuppance or are we going to see the major players... Um, you know, get their get their back on Morrissey after putting um, Chelsea through the table. What what are your thoughts on this one? This has been a weird feud. <laughs> it's 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 gone in so many different directions, and even now it feels like the face and heel dynamics have really switched. It's it's gone all over the place, and I don't think it's even ever really made any pay per views or Impact Plus specials as it is. It's kind of yeah, it's. I, I don't really know what to make of it, but I, I, I still think it's going to keep going until like the next Impact Plus, and that is when we're really going to get the end of it. I think we'll see Myers win it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, just a quick one, just to answer. Thank you, Anna, for the uh, the super sticker. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, <clears throat> now, Zach Bonifer has brought up an interesting question there because he's saying, is Myers a free agent too? And, and the thing is, I've heard Myers is a free agent. However, that's mm. not necessarily a bad thing because Matt Cardona has been a free agent yeah. in his whole tenure for the last yeah. year and a half or however long he's been at Impact Wrestling now. Um, so I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing for Impact. If he's a free agent, he's a free agent. It just means he's able to do more things. Um I'm not sure there's a massive benefit to it. And I'll tell you for why, because if you sign a contract with impact wrestling, if it's a, if it's like a guaranteed money, guaranteed work contract, then why would you not do that? Because um, you've got your guaranteed money coming in and you can still do your indie dates. You can still do your other appearances where you were another money, et cetera, et cetera. But, mm. you know, on the other hand, if he stays a free agent, then if any offers come in from, I don't know, a bigger company, um, and, it, and it's a it's a good one, then I guess he can take yeah. it, I suppose. And at the end of the day, it depends what terms and what's on the contract. So, you know, and and that's not privy to us. So, no, exactly, it's yeah. it's none of our business. No, w. w Morrissey had the the, the um, best best way to explain it is, and you you know what you need to know, let us know what we need to know, and, and yeah. yeah. Leave it yeah. at that. So, yeah. so long as so long as they're on our TV and they're doing what what we enjoy, that's good enough for us. Yeah, exactly. We're we're fans. We don't need to know ins and outs of contracts. We don't yeah. need to know how much they're being paid. Yeah, all we need to know is that they're they're there, and that's it. We just yeah. got to enjoy. We just got to enjoy their stuff. Um, okay, so I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a good match. We're going to have, you know, Morrissey's obviously a big dude. I'm sure. Um, uh, Big Mama Pump's going to get involved somewhere along the mm -hmm, line. And of definitely. course, we've got we've got the major players involved in this one as well. So there's going to be plenty of shenanigans. I think is is what we're saying. There's going to be plenty of shenanigans. I'm mm -hmm. hoping we get Jordan Grace versus Chelsea Green uh, under siege um, from this, or something with Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green coming soon with it from this. It yeah, would, I don't that think would, there's that... any. 
I'd be surprised I, if anything else is added to Under Siege, to be honest. But yeah, yeah maybe, maybe yeah. I, I do. I do still think that we'll get Mickey James re-added into this feud. Of course, yeah. We haven't seen Mickey James for a little mm. while. So, the Tasha you know. Seals is still calling Mickey James out too. So that's obviously mm. their, their long-term plan for the knockout title. I'm sure Mickey James hasn't gone anywhere. I'm, I'm oh, sure no. she'll be back at some point. Um, now, let's talk about... Because I, I still think Monsters Ball is going to be the, the main event. So we've got Definitely. we've got Tamihiro Ishii versus Steve Macklin. Now, this, this is a hard one, right? Because if... If Ishii loses to Macklin, then, and this is the thing. Yeah, no, Macklin's already in a match, isn't he? Yeah. So if Ishii loses to Macklin, it doesn't make sense that then Ishii ends up in a match with Josh Alexander um, for the world title, does it? No. Right, so, and then, but if Macklin beats Ishii, then effectively he should replace Ishii in that match, right? I think this is one of those where it ends in either a double count out or it goes to your, your DQ or I think it's just one of those where it it doesn't it doesn't finish properly. It's going to have to be a messed up finish, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something's going to have to get, give. And I, I'm pretty sure Jay White or Chris Saban's going to get involved too to, to distract Steve Macklin. So that, that's one way that Ishii could get a, a, a victory. So okay, that, that that makes sense. And then that maybe sets up more for Chris Saban and their match. Yeah. Gives it more, even more kind of meaning and passion and all the yeah, rest Yeah, because Chris yeah. Saban's going to be pretty pissed now as well. <laughs> Is he? Mm. Does he? Does he like the vodka? Do you like the beer? <laughs> oh, no, you know, after all the, all the, all the stuff, um, treatment from Steve Macklin, you know. I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm coming up, I'm get, taking the fall when Jay White clearly should have got the foot fall on that match, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, can you see anything <laughs> other than some uh, than, than a, a messed up finish on this? Not really, no. It, 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 from a story perspective, it wouldn't make much sense either. Like you said, you know, if, if mm. Macklin wins, then... Um, uh, the only Ishii's reason why the he, wrong opponent. The only reason why Ishii would be there is because he's a Japanese legend, and and then and on paper that's fantastic. But from a story perspective, it's just like so what. The or only does the if only Macklin beats him. If Macklin beats him, does it then give him that like? Well, I beat Ishii, who's now the number one, currently the number one contender. So. If if Alexander beats Ishii, then surely I'm the next number one contender. Yeah, if they'll put mm. Macklin as the definite definitive number one contender if if he beats Ishii, that's the only thing I think I could see going in in Macklin's mm. favor. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. then then Josh Alexander can't say that I um I'll take whoever's the next yada 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 unless of course Sammy yeah. Callahan decides to insert himself into anything. But again, Sammy Callan's not being around. You can't just suddenly throw yourself into the world title. No, but it's Sammy, nah. Sammy, isn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think even Pat would do that. No, I, I, I honestly know. think that when Sammy comes back, he's going for Bullet Club and Honor No More. Oh, definitely. Eddie, Eddie Edwards is the first one oh, yeah. he's going to go for because Eddie, Eddie Edwards turned his back on That's what him. he's doing. That's what he's doing, first of all. Now, we then got what I think is going to be, I think we're all in agreement that this is probably going to be the main event. So we've got the Monsters yeah. Ball, Jonah versus PCO. Now there's also the the thought process that this could be the final match for Jonah as well. Um, mm. Because again, he's not on the Under Siege card. Um, 
moving forward. So what are your thoughts on this one? Because we know PCO is signed. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the rubber match, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So is PCO gonna win this? I think he is. I I think so too, but I'll throw this out. What if Jonah wins it? Like, you know, does that mean he's sticking around? I don't know. Even if he loses, mm. you don't know if he's going to stick around. I don't know. I mean, he's like yeah. I said, he's currently not on the under siege card, which would suggest. But then there's quite uh, a few people that aren't, are there? I guess. You know, so Mo- I mean, Morrissey isn't, is he? You can't. You can't have everybody on there, I guess. Mm. Like you say, I mean, yeah, Card- Cardona, Myers, none of them are on. on yeah. I mean, even Ace Austin isn't an easy X Division champion. Yeah, that's a point. Yeah, so there's quite a few people that aren't on there, isn't there? But then, like you say, Ace is flying off to Japan, isn't he? True. Um, you know, so I don't know. It's it's going to be. Mm. It's going to be yeah. very interesting on on who wins this mm-hmm. one. I, I I don't think there's yeah. going to be any interference. Um, no. I, I which think is weird in the monsters be... ball. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, but I just think it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Uh, I do think you... PCO is going to take a beating. Do you think, from what we saw in that like backstage sort of segment they done, do you think a lot of it could be held away from the ring? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it spills out of the ring, but I think it's going to start and finish in the ring. Mm. But it's, it's no doubt it's going to be a lot more violent than anyone, anyone's, anyone's anticipating because PCO is mm. now reanimated again. But this time, you, yeah. sorry, can I just cut? Are you thinking more like cinematic? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, um, yeah. You know, you know, like when the Hardys took on Decay. In no, that, no, I'm think I'm thinking like that kind of um, what the. The, the the sort of um I, I like that parking lot brawl they had yeah that's 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 where i was mm. going with um you know they, they, they have in-ring action and then they cut to cinematic rates mm. and in-ring action and it, it gelled together really well it was one of the most entertaining um parts of the harley's versus decay you know they, um, mm. and they, that was and, when they did that apocalypto thing or was that the great war that was the the um the great war the apocalypse was the one at the Heidi campaign for the tag team titles. That's right. So it was a great war. It, yeah, it was in the ring, and then it went cinematic outside. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it came back in the ring again. Yeah, that'll work. I, I think that could be interesting, actually. It'd be mm. a great, great way for, for PCO, and it would also be a great mm. way then they could then like use Vincent in there to do a couple of surprise attacks on Jonah, and then get taken out. And you know, I don't know more trying to soften Jonah up and fail. It would, it would just be good, good bits there to slowly whittle Jonah down. Yeah, until, yeah. Uh, until some interesting thought process there. Very mm. interesting thought process. Um, I, I I know this. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. So yeah, Joe has yeah. been amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it to this. And if it, if it is the last match, then I'm going to be. It's sad to see him go, but his contract was due to expire at Rebellion. So um, there you go. There you go. go. It's just the way the, the ball rolls. And Joan has been so positive about Impact Wrestling since. Um, he, he signed, especially if you've seen that interview with Sammy Callahan. He did. He was just he did nothing but respect for everybody in Impact Wrestling. So you know, and they reignited his love for wrestling after he's in WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think mm. we're. I think we're. Well, I think we're in for a, a a great a great show tomorrow night. But guys, um, I have to say that I, you know, we we've literally hit 
hit uh, we've we've hit the two hour mark, I think. So, um, well, we're we're like fifty seconds away or something from that two hour mark. So we're certainly going to hit it. Um, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Um, I have to say, I'm going to tell you for two reasons. One is that I'm starving, uh, and and the 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 beefalo beast needs to go and make his beans on toast. Um, and uh, two, I I need the loo. So I just let you guys know this. Um, so anyway, guys, please don't forget to head over to the TNI Patreon for exclusive extra content when you sign up and also make sure you watch tomorrow night's TNO flagship impact live review directly after the show is aired on Twitch. And of course, YouTube. Um, also, all TNI shows are available for all of you listening on the go fans. It's audio only by SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just basically wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Um, and of course, where can we actually, Guys, where can we find you on the socials? So let's go with Steve first. Where can we find you, Steve? Um, you can find me over on Twitter at simplysteve311 for everything Impact Wrestling related. Um, I've been a bit slack recently, but I'll try and get back into it. Um, also, um, you can head over to WrestleBuddy.com to read any Impact Wrestling articles under the Impact Wrestling banner. Again, yep. been a bit slack with them, but mostly I try to put them out every Thursday. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes open for those. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay. Well, what about yourself then, Joe? Where can we find you, buddy? You can uh, jump on onto Twitter and look for at Space. You can go onto Facebook and to Twitter, look for hashtag empty space, hashtag the void, or hashtag into the void, hashtag out of the out of the loop, and you'll find me there. Um, of course, if you, if you want to tear, yeah, then I'll get this right eventually. If you want to uh, test your taste buds and tickle your fantasy in um, some deep sense of humor or lack of sense of humor. Then jump onto Facebook. I wonder where he was going there. Hashtag what are we going? <laughs> tickle your fancy. Tickle your fancy. Oh, yes. Go on. Go on go. Yeah, um, look for hashtag daily giggle. And I'm trying to get some of those out on Twitter a bit more now, too, as well, just to make it a bit easier for everyone to find them. Uh, and keep, um, check them out with an open mind, and you just might keep the sanity. There you go. Um, if you're looking to follow the bison, you know, every time I hear the, the follow the, follow the, um, it always reminds me of an old, uh, I think it was Colesburg advert years ago. You might remember this, Joe, probably Steve Wayne. They used to have an advert called Follow the Bear. Oh, it was, oh, it was yes. Hoffmeister. It was Hoffmeister. Yes. He used to wear that, um, uh, I think it was like a yellow jacket. With, yeah. With Hoffmeister Follow the Bear on the back, if you remember. Yeah, I kind of like very, very vaguely remember that. Yes, casually walk along with a can of Hoffmeister and like follow the bear. (laughs) So anyway, so any of you UK uh, UK fans out there, if you if you understand what I'm talking about, then uh, let us know. Uh, Anyway, so if you're looking to follow the Bison, or you you can find me on Twitter at Lord Bison Forty Five. Yeah, please feel free to give me a follow. It's pretty much where I do all of my uh, wrestling discussions. Um, I try and keep it primarily to there, and I, I sort of do a little bit on Facebook, but not loads. Um, a huge thank you to today's guest um, coming to us from the shadow, uh, Crazy Steve. Make sure you go follow him at Steve of Crazy. 
That's two Zs or Zs, of course, if you're uh, if you're American. Two Zs if you're English. Two Zs if you're American. Um, please take the time to help us out moving up the rankings on YouTube by giving us a thumbs up. And if you're new to us and you like what you see, then please consider hitting the subscribe button. And don't forget to give the bell a tickle, a squeeze, or a smash to never miss any of the great content coming out each and every single week from the TNI UK and, of course, the US teams. Um, don't forget, if you want to support us um, by uh, buying merch or anything like that, don't forget um, to head over to our Spreadshirt store. The info's down in the bio down here. Um, and, of course, don't forget to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash total nonstop impact for all of our fantastic T-shirt designs. Um, Actually, are you displaying a fantastic TNI t-shirt today? Are you wearing Decay? No, you're wearing, wearing Rosemary. Wearing, yeah. Yeah, and the... we've got a Decay one there. I, I put on my Sue Young today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there you go. So, yeah, Sue, if you're watching, I love yeah. this shirt. This is my favorite shirt. I love it. Um, okay, so um, with all of that said, um, I've been Bison. They have been the Joker and, of course, Simply Steve. This has been episode 81 of Impacted. Take care, everyone. We're We are impacted!